0: Hear the gospel according to Luke chapter 11. Jesus was praying in a certain place and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, Give us each day our daily bread and forgive our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The gospel of the Lord, thanks be to God. Please be seated. We used to have two cats that lived with us. Jasmine, who at times could be ferocious. So we began calling him Jazzy and Anna, a tiny little thing that was named after an opera singer because of her high pitched meows. We hung a little bell by the back door and they learned to ring that bell when they needed to go outside. Yet the custom became that they would ring the bell when they wanted to go outside. So it became an in and out kind of routine. And being the suckers for animals that we are, we typically played along with them. At one point when accommodating this particular home, we were having it painted. And I came home to check on things and the painter began to laugh hysterically. He had been painting the trim on the back patio and could see the cats through the French doors. Ring, 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 ring all day long. That was the cat's program. The cats could see him and thought someone was home, but they couldn't get through their pertinacious brains that no one was inside. No one could let them out. Have you ever felt this way when praying? Ask, seek, and knock. You say, hey, that's what Jesus said to do. You ask, seek, knock, pray, and nothing seems to happen. It's like ringing the bell for someone to let you out, but no one is home. Maybe that's why you're here today. You need to pray. You need to ask, seek and knock for the good things of God. You desire more than anything for God to be home, so God can hear your supplication. The disciples had witnessed that whenever Jesus had exhausted himself doing good, he would withdraw from the situation in order to pray. Jesus prays consistently at every turn in his life. He prays as he senses God's call on his life. He prays before calling his disciples. He prays as he serves and heals other people. He prays as he feels the weight and the demands and the pressures of his ministry. He prays as he faces the cross and he prays as he finishes his work on the cross. You could say that prayer for Jesus was as vital as taking his next breath. He knew that in order to live out his mission of ushering in the kingdom of God, he needed to be continually connected to God in prayer. Yet yeah, there was this time where he prayed, Father, let this cup pass from me." And it didn't. And then there was this time that the apostle Paul prayed for God to remove the thorn in his flesh, but God never did. It seemed that no one was home. So if your prayer seemed to be going up to a house where no one is home, don't feel alone because there are some critical figures in our faith that experienced the same thing. One being the son of God and savior of the world. And Jesus and the apostle Paul are kind of up there on the New Testament ladder. But perhaps you're thinking, wait a second, didn't I just hear Jesus telling us that if we ask, seek and knock, we will receive an answer? Yes. That is what he said and his words are true. But what exactly is prayer? Prayer is one of the most misunderstood and misused practices of our faith. And like our lovely feline friends I mentioned earlier, until we understand the nature of prayer and how God answers prayer, all of our meowing and pawing and praying for answers only will leave us frustrated. Jesus's prayer life wasn't a prayer life intended to light up a genie lamp to get what he wanted in the moment. And we too must not be tempted to think prayer is simply a transactional relationship with Almighty God. For example, say we are in need or think we are in need of something, so we pray and ask God to meet our needs. Such is this prayer entitled, The Retiree's Prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my shape to keep. Please no wrinkles, please no bags. And please lift my backside before it sags. Please no age spots, please no gray. And as for my belly, please take it away. Please keep me healthy. Please keep me young. And thank you, dear Lord, for all you have done. Amen. Or consider someone who is praying for a new car. While the majority of the world has no transportation, but they really do need to get around to survive because of where they live. Or consider someone who is praying for a better paying job when the majority of the world doesn't have a job at all, but they are just unstable and they are unable to make the ends meet for their family. Or consider someone who is praying for a church family when they have one, but the congregation has chosen to discriminate against them. So they seek to find a new church home. All of these things are situations in which people need direction, embrace and understanding. It isn't black or white deal or no deal. It isn't transactional, rather prayer helps us understand the nature of a loving God and who we are as fallible, creatures. It helps us embrace our relationship with Jesus the Christ who experienced life as we experience it. In the Lord's prayer, Jesus's prayer, we approach God as Abba, as the good parent, as one we relate to intimately. Much has been written about this one word, inviting us to think of God as one who looks upon us as family, as indeed we are God's very own children. Now in a world where existence is becoming so fragile, where some children have rotten earthly parents where some children experience neglect and abuse, where some have no home, no friends and no direction, where some are shamed and discounted and disowned, where some are only used to being given snakes and scorpions. Jesus's prayer reminds us that there is one who has parental power over all and there is one who is near to us. God truly is the good parent. And we, no matter our age, are all God's children. And God's interests lie in what is best for us, despite our circumstances. And what is best for us may not always be what we want. Since I have a son, I want to be in relationship with my son. I want to talk to him. And boy, do I want to understand what he is saying to me. Believe me, I want to listen to him, spend time with him, commune with him. I deeply want to know what is on his heart and on his mind as he learns to do things and has new experiences. And I will want this for the rest of my life. And thereafter. And our communal prayer life with God is this way as well. Sure, I can ask God to give me what I want, or I can learn that because I am in an intim- intimate relationship with God, I receive what I need. And over time, I can learn through this experience how I am to be the answer to the prayers of other people. Because others have been the answer to prayer for me. The goal is this ever widening circle of God's grace with people taking the posture of humility and gratitude as we realize that God is holding all of us in the palms of his mighty hands, and in the bounty of all of God's goodness. In ancient times, when our text was written, consider this. Parents or guardians are raising their children and their children are asking them for things. In these times, there was a fish that looked almost identical to a snake. If a child is hungry and asks for a fish, the good parents would never give the child a snake, even though the child could be fooled by the way it looked. There was also a scorpion in these times that when it rolled up, looked like an egg. Good parents would never give the child the scorpion, even though the child could be fooled by the way it looked. No, because the parents are good. And because they have the best interest of their children in mind, they carefully provide for their needs. And to raise a child, a parent has to be persistent and loving and teaching their children what is best for them, not always in the immediacy of a situation, but really for the rest of their lives. Persistence. Peter Annett once said that those who pray persistently are like sailors who have cast anchor on a rock. As they pull on the anchor, They think they are pulling the rock to themselves, but they are really pulling themselves to the rock. The Lord has taught us how to pray. We don't have to look around to find out how to pray. When we pray the Lord's prayer with persistence, We are pulling ourselves to the rock, Jesus, the Christ, the chief cornerstone. I took a poll once in my family and I asked a number of my relatives, when do you pray the Lord's prayer? And they replied, I pray it when I'm in a situation praying with others. I pray it so I can leave with nothing against anyone. I pray it at weddings and funerals and to bring comfort to someone in distress. I pray it every night while I am saying my regular prayers. I pray it in groups and use it as an outline. I pray it when I can't think of what to say. I pray it to keep from crying sometimes and getting lost in my own words. The Lord knows my heart. Simone Veille, a French philosopher and a Christian mystic who helped persons fleeing from Hitler's regime, said this about the Lord's Prayer. I recited the Our Father every day before work and I repeated it very often in the vineyard Since that time, I have made a practice of saying it through once each morning with absolute attention. If during the recitation, my attention wanders or goes to sleep in the minutest degree, I begin again until I have once succeeded in going through it with absolutely pure attention. Sometimes it comes about that I say it again out of sheer pleasure. But I only do it if I really feel the impulse. The effect of this practice is extraordinary and surprises me every time, for although I experience it each day, it exceeds my expectation at each repetition. Today begins A new week. We are approaching a new school year, a new season of life. And even as this week gets rolling, things are going to come up in our lives. We will experience moments where we do not know what to do. Do we speak? Do we act? Do we stay silent? Do we internalize? Do we let something out? We will feel like we are ringing the bell to get out, but no one is home. And may we all remember that Jesus has taught us to pray. And as a matter of fact, I challenge us all to try something from now until next Sunday. When we wake up in the morning And when we go to bed at night, let us all pray the Lord's prayer together. In doing this, we will have the confidence that our whole church, the family of God across all of our services and all of those persons that worship online, we have the confidence that everyone's doing the same thing, praying the same way, And we will know that our prayers are partially already answered because they are answered in each other. And let us look back over the week and see the miracles that surface. We need each other as the church. Longtime Trinity member, Mart Hill is quoted in the current issue of Crossroads as saying, well, all I can say is I think everybody should be associated with a church. As a part of this incredible church that we are associated with, let us pray the Lord's prayer for each other because we love each other and share with one another how God answers. And if it works for you, keep doing it when the week's gone. Do it for yourself, your family, your friends, your church. Do it for the lost. Do it for those who will be entering these sanctuary doors, longing for a home. Do it for you. and may God's kingdom come and may God's will be done. This morning as we sing, if the spirit has called you in your heart and you would like to pray here at these kneelers, you are invited forward for private prayer as we sing a great hymn about prayer, what a friend we have in Jesus.